Welcome to Scaredy Cast. Happy Halloween. Oh my gosh. It's Halloween, everybody. Uh, happy Halloween. I hope you're ready. I'm not really ready, but hopefully everybody else is. Every year during October, I always count it down and I'm ready for October to get here. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch a horror movie every day this month. And I've only maybe done it twice ever in my life. Um, This year was just a complete failure. Just been too busy. Just been too stressed out. Just haven't really been feeling it this year, you know. But Halloween's here and I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit more. Starting to feel it in my heart. I'm ready for Halloween. And um, it's scaredy cast time, guys. It's just me. This is the Halloween special. I'm going to, uh, we're going to talk about some spooky things about Halloween. You know, we're going to talk about the weather and, um, you know, other things happening in the world of Halloween. That's how we do things around here. First off, we got to talk about that intro music from Skinwalker Beats. He put it together just for us for Halloween. Skinwalker Beats, thank you. Everybody, make sure you follow him, especially on SoundCloud. Just go look up Skinwalker Beats. Listen to all that spooky music he does. We love it. Um, Thank you, Skinwalker Beats. We're going to jump into some news. And a while back, I think it maybe was last year or maybe earlier this year, but people were trying to move Halloween. Like, I know Snickers was heavily behind this, and I'm like, guess what? I'm not eating Snickers anymore because Halloween is October 31st, and that's it. But people were trying to move it to the last Saturday of October, which is a stupid idea on multiple fronts. Number one, no. October 31st is Halloween. You can't just change the date of Halloween for a number of reasons, and we're going to get into that later when we talk about the history of Halloween. But also... You got to understand something. All right. I'm a parent. A lot of us are parents. Some of us aren't. And I understand if you're not a parent, why having Halloween on a Saturday is appealing because much more parties to go to and things to do. But as a parent, number one, as much as adults love Halloween, this is a kid's holiday. All right. It's mainly for the kids. The main thing of Halloween is trick or treating. And that's for kids. And as a parent, when Halloween falls on a Saturday, It's the worst or a Friday, even Friday or Saturday. Number one, the kids know they don't got school the next day and, uh, that's fine. But also it kind of gives you that, you know, that excuse as a parent to be like, got to wrap this up guys. We gotta, we gotta go home. We got school tomorrow. We got homework to do, but then also you got to be on guard all night long because you know, around eight thirty, nine o'clock, you know, things are done. You know, trick-or-treating is done, so you can shut the lights off outside. You don't really got to worry about, you know, getting egged or toilet papered or your pumpkin smashed or anything because most of the kids are going to bed. But um, on the weekends, man, they're out all night, and you got to be ready. You're here for trick-or-treaters at like 10 o'clock. You got to be ready for your pumpkin getting smashed at 1 in the morning. You just got to be on alert. Now, on the other hand, though, I do appreciate having the day off the next day because 
Halloween's a lot of work. You know, you got to put a lot of work in your costume. You got a lot of work you got to do for your kids. You got to go all, do all that walking for trick-or-treating. It can be a lot of work. And there's an online petition now. There's an online petition to change it, not the date of Halloween, but the day after Halloween, we should have off. No school and no work. You know, it should be a holiday. Halloween itself should just be a holiday. You should just get Halloween off. I don't understand why we don't. You get Halloween off and the next day off. It's a nice little way to end October, settle in in November, get ready for the holidays coming up. You know, I think it'd be great, especially if it's like a Thursday, Friday or a Monday, Tuesday combo. You get the four day weekend. That'd be perfect. And even if it's in the middle of the week, it makes the week feel fun because it's like, oh, I only had to work on like Monday and Thursday, Friday this week. That's awesome. So let's check it out. It's on change.org as everything is. Um, I'm trying to find the direct link to this thing, but I can't find it. Um, the, uh, the movement to change it to the last Saturday of the month is still going too, which that needs to stop. You can't do that. If that happens, man, stupid. I'm just, I'm quitting all holidays. All right. And that's it. All of them. I quit them all, even birthdays. I'm done. If we just move things around like that all willy-nilly, forget about it. I don't want it. I just hit the mic with my hand. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm very upset over here. All right. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, I said I was going to talk about the weather a little bit, and that's because I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So I've never had a weather situation on Halloween. It's never rained on Halloween. Hasn't even been windy. It's always been nice and cool. Not even hot. It's just like around a nice 70 degrees every Halloween night. My whole life. But there's some people where it's like snowing right now. You know, up in like, I mean, look here, like in Chicago and Minneapolis and all you people up there in the northern area. Man, it's cold as hell. Jeez, it's 17 degrees in Sioux Falls, y'all. 17 degrees? You can't go trick-or-treating in 17 degrees. Are you crazy? Jesus. I'm sorry. Wichita, Kansas, you're at 39. Goodness. I'm sorry, kids out there. You can't go trick-or-treating. It's too cold. Maybe you guys go trick-or-treating during the day. I don't know. Everybody out there in the Midwest and where it's snowing and stuff, Reach out to me. Let me know what you guys do on Halloween when it's too cold to go trick-or-treating. What do you guys even dress up as? Those, like, forget being like a woman on Halloween. You can't wear those, like, slutty outfits they got at Spirit Halloween. That's way too cold. Man. Anyways. I'm kind of, I don't got to deal with it. It's nice and warm here. That's the only thing I like about Arizona. It's like. I don't like Arizona at all, but, uh, you know, on Halloween, it's great, but that's the only, uh, only day I hate 80 degree Christmases. Stupid. I want no cactus on Christmas. Well, here we go. Y'all let's move on. What have you guys watched? What movies did you guys watch? Here's what I've watched so far this year on Halloween. Uh, I watched blood rage, which is amazing. 
but it also turns out that's a Thanksgiving horror movie, but whatever. I didn't know that going in and it was, I'm glad I watched it. Um, my youngest, or not my youngest, my oldest son, he watched Scream 1, 2, and half of Scream 3. He got bored and shut that off. He still wants to watch Us. Um, we watched a little bit of the first original Halloween. I'm trying to think of what else we watched. We've watched some Home Improvement Halloween specials. We've watched the Adventures of Pete and Pete Halloween special, Halloweeny. I haven't watched any Roseanne yet, except for the new episode that was on last night, which is kind of weak on the Halloween end of things, but that's okay. But I'm going to get, I'm going to watch some of those tonight. Probably. Um, I haven't watched a lot. Like I said, man, I really just couldn't get into it this year. I've just been stressed out. I've been stressed. You just get like stressed out and it just like affects everything. Even my sleeping schedule is like jacked up. I mean, my sleeping schedule now is normal. I'm going to bed before midnight and waking up in the a.m. And but, you know, before this month, my sleeping schedule has been like going to bed at four in the morning and waking up around, you know, 11 noonish. You know, that's how it's been. And then I'd work all day and, you know, I don't know. I don't like it. It's different. And weird. I want my old schedule back. I just don't want to be stressed anymore. But yeah, just been like stressed to the point that I can't get into Halloween. That sucks, man. I love Halloween. Like we barely even have any decorations up. We got a little bit out in the front yard. We don't do much in the front yard because we don't hand out Canyon Halloween because we're out trick-or-treating with our kids. So we kind of keep it low key outside, but inside we usually go crazy. And this year, nothing, man. It's just been a bummer. It's been a bummer month, but Hey, there's next year. Halloween's going to be around again. And, you know, I could double up on it next year, make up for this lousy one. Um, you know, Halloween's great. We're going to talk about the history of it right now. This is from the history, history.com. They put together a little eight creepy Halloween tales and traditions. Ooh. Did you know that on Halloween? There's a fear of vampires spawning by consumption. What? During the 19th century, the spread of tuberculosis or consumption. Oh, that kind of consumption. I was thinking eating them, like consuming food, you know, whatever. Uh, during the 19th century, the spread of tuberculosis or consumption claimed the lives of entire families in Rhode Island, as well as Connecticut Vermont and other parts of New England. Woo! Before physicians were able to explain how infectious diseases were spread, hopeless villagers believed that some of those who perished from consumption preyed upon their living family members. Oh, goodness. This spurred a grim practice of digging up the dead and burning their internal organs. Well, then, that's lovely. Um, moving on. Why haunted houses opened during the great depression? Did you guys know this in the period leading up to the great depression? Halloween had become a time when young men could blow some steam and cause a little mischief. Yeah. Red boys. You know what I mean? Sometimes they went too far in 1933. Parents were outraged when hundreds of teenage boys flipped over cars, sawed off telephone poles, 
and engaged in other acts of vandalism across the country. Guys, calm down. People began to refer to that year's holiday as Black Halloween, similarly to the way that they referred to the stock market crash four years earlier as Black Tuesday. Rather than banning the holiday as some demanded, many communities began organizing Halloween activities and haunted houses to keep restless would-be pranksters occupied. I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Like on some TV show. Didn't they do that? Like some, I don't remember. I know it was somewhere though. Somebody made some kind of reenactment or whatever. Uh, moving on. Jack-o'-lanterns and the legend of Stingy Jack. Oh, here we go. Cue spooky music here. I got none. I only got that one thing. Skinwalker beats me. Boo. There. Um, an Irish myth about a man named Stingy Jack is believed to have led to the tradition of carving scary faces into gourds. According to the legend, Jack tricks the devil into paying for his drink and then traps him in the form of a coin. The devil eventually takes revenge and Stingy Jack ends up roaming Earth for eternity without a place in heaven or hell. Jack does, however, have a lighted coal which he places inside a carved turnip, creating the original jack-o'-lantern. Hey-o. Abraham Lincoln's ghost in the White House? You're not going to believe it. I saw a ghost. It was unbelievable. Uh, for years, presidents, first ladies, guests, members of the White House staff, they've all claimed to have either seen Abraham Lincoln or felt his presence. Grace Coolidge, wife of Calvin Coolidge, the 30th president, was the first person to report having seen the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. She said he stood at a window of the Oval Office, hands clasped behind his back, gazing out over the Potomac, perhaps seeing the bloody battlefields beyond. Four scores and many ghosts to go. Spirit photography claims to capture ghosts on film. Have you guys ever caught a ghost on film? In the post-Civil War era, when many Americans were reeling from loss, a photographer named William Mumler claimed to capture ghosts on film. Ooh. While taking self-portraits for practice, one of Mumbler's prints came back with an unexplainable aberration. Although he was quite alone in the room when the shot was taken, there appeared to be a figure at his side, a girl who was made of light. Mumler showed the photo to a spiritualist friend who told him the girl in the image was almost certainly a ghost. Mumler then began a swift a whoa, sorry. Mumler then began a swift business in so-called spirit photography. Not a bad idea. Irving writes the legend of Sleepy Hollow after fleeing yellow fever. That's one thing I gotta watch too, is Sleepy Hollow. I think I'll watch the animated one with Ichabod Crane and all that, you know, from Disney. That's a good one. The dog's barking outside. Um, before I started recording, I heard all this noise outside. I'm like, what the hell's going on outside? I figured it was the wind because it's been pretty windy here the past few days. I look out the window and my neighbor's dog is just eating the lawn furniture, just tearing it all up. He's just hungry out there. Yeah. That's why I don't want dogs eat all my furniture. Anyways. Washington Irving's 1820 tale of the headless horseman who terrorizes the real-life village of Sleepy Hollow is considered one of America's first ghost stories and one of its scariest. 
Irving may have drawn inspiration for his story. While a teenager in Terrytown, New York, he moved to the area in 1798 to flee a yellow fever outbreak in New York City. Irving's story takes place in the New York village of Sleepy Hollow. A lanky newcomer schoolmaster Ichabod Crane is chased by Headless Herbman. You guys all know that. In the tale, Irving weaves together actual locations and family names and a little bit of Revolutionary War history with pure imagination fantasy. If you haven't seen, you know, Sleepy Hollow, watch it. What is going on outside? There's a whole lot of noise happening out there, man. This is what I get for recording during the day. Activity outside. <clears throat> and what about horror movies inspired by real stories? Huh? The most famous one, of course, is the Amityville Horror. If you don't know, on November 13, 1974, 23-year-old Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family in their sleep. One year later, the Lutz family purchased the house in Amityville, New York, where the horror took place. George and Kathy Lutz then claimed they experienced shocking paranormal phenomena in the house. Green slime oozing from the walls, creatures with red eyes, multiple family members levitating in their beds, all kinds of bad news. Uh, the claims appeared in Jay Ant's 1977 book, The Amityville Horror, which, of course, inspired the movie, which came out in 1979, which also was remade. Uh, I don't remember what year. It was like 2000-something, and there's been countless sequels. I've only seen the original and the remake. I, didn't, I haven't seen any of the sequels, but, yeah, the original movie freaks me out, man. Uh, and moving on to some more Halloween spookiness. In our history, why Mary Shelley carried her dead husband's heart? What? Who knew that? I didn't. Frankenstein author Mary Shelley is world-renowned for her terrifying fiction, but few know that she had a dark secret of her own. Shelley's husband, Percy, drowned at the young age of 29 when his boat was caught in a storm in July of 1822. Percy's body and those of his fellow sailors were found 10 days later. Percy Shelley and the others were cremated, but Shelley's heart did not burn, perhaps due to a bout of tuberculosis earlier in his life. Mary Shelley eventually took ownership of her late husband's heart and is said to have carried it around in a silk bag. Whoa. Well, that's, uh, that's something I'll tell you that. There's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of history and everything around things about Halloween, you know, a little spookiness for you. Um, well, I hope you guys have a good Halloween. Um, I got to tell you, I'm glad to be back on here. Glad to, glad that scaredy cast is rolling, but it's hard to do this alone. You know, I like a good hour long podcast. That's just me personally. I don't know how everybody else is out there, but for me, I like a good hour-long podcast. And I try to make it as long as I can, but I just don't got a whole lot to talk about whenever it's just me. Um, so we're going to try to get some guests back on here, some people I can banter with. Uh, but for Halloween, I felt maybe we should do a little something, you know, on here. Uh, There's an episode we did. Uh, it, was, it was more than a year ago now where we went on a ghost hunt or an investigation in this town up north 
uh, called Chloride, Arizona. It's kind of outside Las Vegas and Bullhead City, Arizona. Um, and I'll tell you, man, there's some weird stuff up there in that town. We found some crazy stuff. Uh, we there's video footage of it all too. If you go on our Instagram, uh, and go to our IGTV somehow, I think, or in our highlights, you can go in our highlights and watch all of it. It's, you know, we found some really good stuff up there. So right now you get to listen to that episode of our investigation of chloride, Arizona with the fine people up there who took us on this tour slash ghost investigation. And, um, you know, be sure to support us on Patreon. Like I said, we got some stuff coming up there this week. My son is going to recap what his, he thought about the movie cabin in the woods. Um, and have a good Halloween, everybody. We went to Chloride, Arizona. Uh, mandatory.com sent us to Chloride for a ghost expedition. Uh, that's great for, news, by the way. Mandatory.com. For the ghost expedition. That's what this is yeah. called. Whenever I was sent the info about it, I do the social media for Mandatory. And uh, they emailed me and was like, hey, do you kind of live near this? And I'm like, I mean, it's a couple hours. But yeah, yeah I'll check it out. Sure. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, I thought it was just going to be, you know, another ghost tour by some ghost company, but like, these are the people. Yeah. Like you didn't, re- you didn't know that walk going up there. No, I had no, I thought I would just like, it was like another group like paps or didn't man- mandatory. Didn't give you any of the names or no, we had the names. Oh, I just wasn't familiar with it at all. You could have just Google. Oh my God. Brandon. No, I'm just saying you just could have Googled his name and it would have came up with afterwards. Do you Google everybody's name that you come encounter with? No, I he didn't. Googles, right. He Googles his own name every day. So he's like, oh, I want to take a little break from my own name. I'll just Google. Just kidding. Okay. So what do you mean, Brandon? By Or what do you mean by these are the people? Like So they- back in like the nineties, maybe even like through the eighties and nineties, like they were what you could say, like not personality type or met acting the, type. We met like, the godfather of paranormal TV experience shows. Yeah. Pretty much the original, the original ghost hunter. Yes. Uh, like they even, I mean, we're going to get them on the show. Yes. To talk about this stuff. If they want to talk about it. I mean, I'll mention it a little bit, but like, like the show Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi, that was originally their concept. Wow. And every, I mean, like they came up with it back in the 80s, like a ghost hunting show and stuff went down and, you know, other people took it, took their idea and did it themselves without getting them involved. And it's Uh, nuts. But like, yeah, like just, you know, like I was going to say, like this guy was like, you know, not personality type or anything, but who Zach Baggins is today. This guy was back then. Like, okay. He's the OG. He's the OG. OG uh, ghost hunter. OG. Like OG he was change. on discovery channel, national geographic, wow, uh, travel channel stuff. Like he was on all the original ghost hunting shows way back. Hard copy, uh, E entertainment news. Mm-hmm. All those entertainment tonight. Yeah. He uh, did consulting on a lot of horror movies and they also worked with like, you know, the police departments and stuff 
to like solve crimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? That yeah. is so cool. We and need to have a whole segment about that sometime. Yeah. Well, we're just going to bring them on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, There's room. There's room. And they also like this. They were in Hollywood for a long time. So they know like they investigated the Sharon Tate house. They they were friends with Mitzi Shore and they knew all about the ghosts of the comedy store. And this guy also in like the 70s, I want to say. <laughs> was Hugh Hefner's bodyguard for, I forget how long he said, I think he said four years, right? He's, yeah. Yeah. For four years, he was Hugh Hefner's bodyguard. So it's like, just that alone. <laughs> That's pretty damn cool. Like, this if you've cool. ever been in a scenario where you wanted to be a fly on the wall, <laughs> like that's definitely one of them. Like I would like, he was there for God knows what, who knows what he can tell us, you know, he was there Back then. like he was there. I forget what the person's name was that got killed. He was like right there with you after she was shot. Yeah. I don't I forget what the name either. of her name was. And now he's helping guard Hugh Hefner's ghost. Spirit, maybe, right? Maybe that would be an awesome. Yeah. That would be a really cool investigation <laughs> to go into the flipping Playboy Mansion. Imagine maybe. how many titty ghosts are just there. Just titty just. ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag titty, ghosts. titty ghosts. Get Dead it going. Boobs. Dead small boobs, and now they're big. Hashtag titty ghosts. <laughs> Oh, Get it boy. trending, everybody. Uh, wow. So, yeah, like this guy was a parapsychologist. His Should we just wife, say his name? Larry Montz. Larry Montz. His wife, Dana. Um, Smoller, Smoller, Smoller. 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 Yes. Uh, now they're in Chloride, Arizona, and they are part of the Chloride Tour Company, and they're going to start just doing tours every night of Chloride, Arizona, which is... The smallest town I've ever seen in my life. My wife is from like a deep South Iowa town where there's no franchise stores, period. Like all the restaurants, the gas stations, the salons, the general stores, all of it is like all family owned places. Wow. This place is even smaller. <laughs> oh, I didn't even no. see a gas station. I didn't see a gas station either. <laughs> they pump their own gas literally Probably, out of the, like, I did the not ground. See one. Yeah. <laughs> they take the oil and turn well, it's an old miners town, like a really old miners town. Yeah. Um silver mine and uh there was a couple other mines that were out there. Isn't chloride like a type of mineral? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I think. I don't know if it's a is it a mineral or a gas? I don't know. I just chloride? Think you put in pools. That's chlorine. To make them chlorine. Chlorine. Chlorine and chlorine Maybe. are the same thing? I don't know. Do are we have chloride? any? I don't know. Do we have any experts out there? Any like physicists out there <laughs> who know about chloride? Anyways, yeah, like. Wow. So this is a tiny, tiny town. Super tiny. Um, like they have one restaurant and apparently it's not operating right now because the chef quit. <laughs> like they have two restaurants? We have two. Okay. Because. So that one was connected to the hotel, which yeah. is still operational. They just don't have a chef working there now. Right. And, and then the other one is like a bar on the main road as you're leaving. Uh -huh. I passed it on Sunday and there was people. Oh, there. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's super small. Only has 200 people. 200 people live and there. What, like 500 ghosts. Is that how haunted it is? Apparently so. Um, chloride is the element when chlorine gains an electron. Ah, see? Hey. So it, it's just something added to it and then it becomes chlorine. There. Never doubt Tony is what we learned. Never right doubt now. me. Well, chloride <laughs> is what chlorine is after it gains an electron. 
Okay. So you get chlorine. Why would first. they name their town after that? Maybe they're, I don't know, something in the mines there. Mm. Um, it could have been used for. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the ghost tour is of, it was kind of weird because like people live in this town still, obviously there's only 200 people, but like the ghost tour itself is of locations around the town. So like eight o'clock at night, you know, the town is settled down. Like, and this was on a Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday night. So Saturday night, by 6 p.m., the town's inside and locked up for the night. Not a like, big night. Which they didn't really say there was there was reasons for that either. Yeah. Like, the place just closes after 6. It's Maybe just, they're scared. Maybe. Because, like, we started the tour around 7, and we're just, like, walking around this town with flashlights. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just moved there in January. And we've never been there. So mm-hmm. it's like to the people who live there, they're looking out their windows and just see a group of people wandering around with flashlights. <laughs> and I'm like, that's I probably them, a lot like, happening. Like I asked them in the one of the interviews we did, I was like, do people here think it's kind of weird that like we were just wandering around the town with flashlights? And they're like, no, like they don't really notice. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. later on, they do notice. Yeah, they notice. Um, <laughs> We started noticing like cars kind of like pulling up and slowing down and then just leaving. And then we came out of a building that we were inside of and like just two or three cars come pulling up like caravan style, a convoy (laughs) and like rolling down the windows. And the dude was like, what are you guys? Oh, and like they recognized Larry and Dana and they knew what was going on. But yeah, like wow. people were kind of like. They're about the to beat these? you up. Yeah. They were like, who the hell are these people wandering around going into buildings <laughs> like with flashlights? This is chloride. Yeah. Do you know what happens here? Chloride. <laughs> no, people we don't. Flashlights. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's you guys. Okay. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> you go. Oh, you guys are good people. Cool. 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 Say hi to my great, great, great uncle. Um. So yeah, I'm going to play the interview we did with Larry and Dana at the start of the investigation now this was i got there i got there early and then i like took a nap and then went over there i was there talking with larry and dana first before tony pulled up i had no idea who these people were i didn't see where i should have just walked over Mm. that was how far away it was from the hotel i could have thrown a rock (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea where i was going so i was like yeah oh (laughs) and they're very hospitable we flip Mm. and they cook uh, one of their friends that lives there and also chloride. I forget her name. <sighs> I'm so, we're so horrible. horrible I'm horrible names. With names. I barely remember your guys' names. Um, <laughs> she cooked <laughs> us dinner. We had dinner. It was great. That's with Brett and Kathy. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, they cooked us like he called me because my mom lives like 20 minutes away. And I went there and we had dinner and stuff. And then after we finished dinner, he calls. He's like, hey, don't eat. We're, we made dinner. You're like, damn it. And I'm like, damn it, dude. Like, Tell I just, me that before. Like, I'm going to feel all weird and bad, like rolling up there with a full tummy. But <laughs> all right. And yeah, they like made spaghetti and wow, brought us in and sat down and ate dinner. Wait, so your mom lives 20 minutes away from chloride and yes. you've never heard of it before? Right. Wow. So well, like I mean, she would not know where there are literally no signs on the side of the yeah. road. There's this little dinky sign that says for like the adopt the highway uh-huh. that says chloride, but you wouldn't think it would be. And a, you can't even see it off the freeway. No. Either. Like it's 
10 minutes down a dirt, like a, a road behind the hills and stuff like tucked into the valley. Yeah. As I, as I was driving closer and closer, my, it says I'm turning in 1.7 miles. Mm. There's nothing to turn on to in one point. <laughs> and then you all of a sudden come upon, you just like drive right into it. This sounds like a beginning of a scary movie. Like you it don't is. see any signs. It'd no be road. awesome to shoot a movie out there. Ooh. Yeah, like Tremor Six back uh, to reality. Yeah, I was gonna do like live, like social media coverage while we were investigating out there, but there was no service at all. Like, not even pockets of service. Like, it's, just yeah. once you get in there, you're on your own. Just no, not even cell phone service. No, no, no Wi-Fi. cell phone service. No, wow. I mean, I'm sure there's Wi-Fi going. There on was there. Wi-Fi. I, I was able to get. I was able to get on Wi-Fi, and if I stood in just this like one spot in my hotel room, you have to go on the roof of the hotel and crank <laughs> up and turn it until it starts buzzing, and then you get Wi-Fi for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's um, alive. So yeah, we're gonna do the interview with Larry right now. Uh, and enjoy it. So I started Ghost Expeditions in 1994, actually. And um, it was a training class. It wasn't really a tour because we took some of the equipment with us and we would take them into haunted properties that I knew were haunted and I knew who was there. So I was testing out psychic abilities of men and women. And that's how it started. And I was making money charging them for a tour, basically, and as a parapsychologist, you either teach at a university or you do something You're else. You're doing your own research. Yeah. And I was making money doing it. So that's how I started. And then um, every ghost expedition that we did, Dana actually led thousands of these in New Orleans. And uh, it's a training class for being in the field. And I've got the most... Uh, field experience out of any parapsychologist. Um, there's only five of us that are in the field that is around, that's around today. But most of these ghost hunters aren't parapsychologists and they're like, you know, the end there's a story going, hey, did you hear that? But we get and garner tons of information from the ghosts. And we can clear properties, too. So if they've got children in the house, we usually get rid of those pretty quickly because they don't really belong, you know. And uh, and we really go into the psychological aspects of the ghost. Why were they there, you know, and what are they doing there today? I mean, we worked with a banker that was scared to death for his children because he had two very small little kids and the two-year-old. They'd get up in the middle of the night, and there she'd be standing in the hallway in a trance. Mm. And she'd be like, whoa. And they found out that the ghost in the house, they knew somebody was covering them up. But the ghost in the house was an old man that used to live in the house, and he was mean to his kids. So he remained behind and took care of their kids to make sure they were okay. I mean, you know, I can, I can give you a million cool. stories, yeah. Yeah. So today here in Chloride, the uh, resurrection of ghost expeditions, for lack of a better word. So this is really focusing on the experience, the communication with earthbound entities and trying to decipher, are all my experiences on any any particular ghost expedition from an earthbound entity, residual energy, or my own imagination? 
So, so it's not so much trying to teach them how to use equipment or, you know, do you, do you know measurements of milligrams and stuff like that? Because uh, now there's been like 25 years where so many people um, have done that. They, they, they go ghost hunting all the time. And, so, and they use, you know, their biggest mistake is they use a EMF meter because they can't pronounce magnetometer or spell it. And when they see their little lights go off, what they don't do. <laughs> I'm they, because yeah. we've had that well, experience. It's like that they, thing goes off on with you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I can make it go off with my hand. So. But what they don't do is they don't approach a house, go into the house first take all the electromagnetic readings, either from fans or microwave, you know, electronics in the house, then they leave and come back and then measure the house for ghosts. Mm-hmm. They never do that. Never. And instead they walk in the door and go, whoa, man, there's all kinds of ghosts in here. I'm measuring the fan, you know? Yeah. But like last Saturday night, we had six women that worked for Clark County Coroner's office. And I thought maybe they answered the phone or sweep the floors or something. So three of them were investigators, corner investigators. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones that go out. Yeah. Yeah. And two then, of them were and did autopsies. Yes. And then one just prepared bodies. Um, this is all Clark County workers. So when they showed up, I was like, gosh, do, do they really care about the equipment? And I said, well, first we asked them, don't you have enough dead people to talk to every day? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They're like, we do. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, but they're all about the experience. So we took them into all these properties and three of them had like just boo-coo amounts of experiences. But I think that's because they've already had them. They're very open, very receptive, and and they're very they were very kind women. You could tell that right away. And so um, entities were attracted to them. So what we do tell people too is that the more um, kind and open you are, the more chance you have of Mm. having an experience and we're going to put you in the properties in which these happen the most. Yeah, instead of using, what do they call it, a ghost box or some crap where they take an AM, FM radio and they take the stop off and by hearing the channels, you know, zipping along, you go, oh, that's a ghost. SB7. Oh my God. (laughs) Stupid. I know a lot of the terms right now. I hear them every weekend when I videotape for I know they are insane I mean they're not finding out shit about the ghosts they're all running around going oh my god did you hear that was well, like, because yeah. Larry also had a very long career as a field parapsychologist helping people like you know private clients and so he had a, 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 an, an ever evolving team of psychics and they accompanied him so that they could say okay Joe Blow this is how he does this is his issue, blah, blah, blah. This is why he's still here. These are the kinds of activities he, he conducts or he. this is how he manifests. And, and they get that information. Then Larry would hire researchers or go to the police or whoever, whoever it was and get substantiated, like, were the psychics correct? Were they not? And more often than not, they were correct. Yeah. Of course, sometimes uh, psychics have bad days to and um, get things incorrectly. So, is it uh, a correct me? Let's go. 
It's just like when we were in England and I was the only parapsychologist ever hired by the country of England to go in and do an investigation of their own properties. Mm-hmm. And then each property that I have investigated is now world famous for being haunted. So uh, have you heard of the that movie uh, Sir No Face? That they no. did out of Australia. No, that was also through the Australian Parliament. Oh, really? That they had this guy come out there yeah. and shoot this, or find this footage or find this. Yeah, but we worked with Scotland Yard even, um, and that was uh, we used uh, our psychic that was in England, and the Scotland Yard called and they said we have children that have been bound and gagged and we don't know where they are, but he's already killed ten. And so we put Derek in a police car. He went down the back of townhouses with garage doors, you know. And he went down the street and he said, stop. They're right in there. And they busted the door open and there they were, bound and gagged by the car. So you want to know, speaking of Derek, you want to know how Most Haunted came about? Yes. So oh, yeah, we, were shooting our, most haunted. we were shooting our 99 documentaries, ISPR Investigates, Ghosts of Belgrave Hall and ISPR Investigates, Ghosts of England. And uh, so Derek was part of the team. He was kind of a newbie investigator. He'd already come to Hollywood. We tested him out and he was like pretty incredible at the time. So and he used so, to do like John Edwin. So we uh, uh, were doing pitches there too, trying to pitch our, but this is back in 99. And so we were pitching BBC and BBC was really, really interested. So they had a cameraman and they sent him to uh, shoot us at Belgrave Hall. A lot of media showed up at Belgrave Hall and it was raining and we made most of the media. We talked to them in a pub across the street that we made them hang out in the rain. And it wasn't because we were trying to be mean. It was just that we need to decipher the energy inside, you know, and you can't have like a, a gazillion people. So so, um, so the cameraman is, we allowed him because BBC was interested in our show. Yeah, they wanted a so, short clip of us doing an investigation. So he came in and shot us. So he was, uh, so he's in a lot of scenes in our documentary. And um, then we were shooting, uh, we were pitching back in the States as well. And it was, we were pitching under Haunted and Ghost Expeditions and Ghost Hunters. It's like, pick your title, you know? And um, so Derek got together with the BBC cameraman and they went back and uh, he became friends with Murdoch and uh, they dropped most on it and uh the other creator was the cameraman yeah yeah that's how they stole the show exactly. it, was, it was a little interesting it's interesting yeah, anyway anything so. in paranormal you can find a trace back to me okay so the first place we went to was the jail after the historian historian's building yes after the historian's building, the historian's building was the first. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like home base. Yeah, yeah home base. That, that was like home base, and then we went to the jail. And the jail. Yeah, was- walked over to the jail, which is like pitch black, dark. Thank God we had flashlights. How um, big is the jail of a town that's only two hundred people? Well, before it was even smaller. Yeah, this was the jail from nineteen thirteen. Oh wow! So it's literally like 
you will go inside and right in front of you is like the office, which is smaller than this room. And then to the right and to the left are two cells. Like you could fit the jail in this room. <laughs> yeah. Like it's 20 feet by 20 feet, maybe. Um, we got some information about the jail right here, actually. And just a heads up about our interviews with these people. Um, we're interviewing and talking to them as we're walking around the town. So there's wind. We're walking on rocks. So there's crunchy noises. So this isn't going to be the greatest audio. I wanted to dazzle, dazzle you with my knowledge of history here. So now I can't remember. So it was either 1913 or 1917. We'll go 13. Okay. It's spookier. It is spookier. So it was a pivotal time for chloride. The uh, church comes into being. Chloride has its own morals committee. And the jail comes into being. And that's where we're going now is, is the jail that was actually built way back then. There's been uh, uh, renovations to it uh, over the years, but it's a two-room jail, and we're going to go in and see if you guys feel if it's active or not. Okay, so this jail that we're going into hasn't been like, it's been here since 1913. Yes. Has it been like relocated or? No, no. Um, there were makeshift jails prior to that, uh-huh. but this, this jail has been the test of time. <laughs> so uh, we went to the jail. Brandon had dousing rods. Um, they're like the two metal rods that you just hold in your hands to find water or minerals, electro, minerals or, electromagnetic. or electromagnetic energy might be messing with them and moving around a little bit. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a compass for your hands? Kind of. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, went to the jail. And... Uh, I didn't think anything happened. How about you? You went into the cell. I went into the cell. I stayed in the middle right by the front door. Your flash, <laughs> your flashlight kind of there messed was, up a little bit. There was a situation. Oh, yeah, that's okay. You're That's right. So. That was already in your repressed memories. We had flashlights. We had like LED flashlights. We all had the same flashlights. All working fine. At the jail, my flashlight started messing up. Like it started just. Twitch in a little bit and going in and out. And it's like battery really powered? Weird. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they were full battery? Full battery because like before we got there, working fine. Mm-hmm. At the jail, was messing up. After the jail, worked fine the wow. rest of the night. Ooh, creepy. So something at the jail, messing with my flashlight. Um, other than that... We were kind of rushed in this investigation too. Why was that? Like this was not the full... <laughs> I don't know. They were just, I think they were just wanting to just to show us the stuff, but they usually take three hours to do this investigation, which then they stay in these locations for up to like 45 minutes. Yeah. And I was kind of moving along. Were you scared? It was hot. (laughs) He was hot. It was just, it was just, it was hot out, which will lead us to one of the next places of... What the hell? Yeah. The whole time. Like, just, I always, I'm fat, so I sweat it's all Arizona. the time. I mean, everyone yeah, sweats. it is. And it's like 100 degrees outside. And, and up, that's cool for us. It I was is. like, oh, this is so nice today. And it was like 97. Yeah. yeah. Up there, it was maybe 85. It was still not. At the it time was of nice. Night. Okay. 
So it wasn't like blazing hot, but it was still like. I'm sure in a concrete jail and, you know, it's there's yeah. no wind movement. Was the jail supposed to be very haunted or what is the backstory of the jail? No. No. Um, after haunted. we left the jail, she actually said to us, she's like, OK, well, I just want to see what you guys would experience because there's actually nothing here that we've ever experienced at the jail. Like, I guess maybe it was a test. I don't know. Oh, to see if you guys were cranks and you're just going to be like making stuff up. Maybe. But I guess like, gee, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's trying to hydrate. He's like, trying to hydrate, damn it. Talking about all the seas, um, making them thirsty. She says that sometimes entities will follow them to the jail and they'll experience things, but the jail itself has no activity. Okay. So, so no one's died there or has any horrible ties to it. Not that we know of. Or at least what we were told. I don't know. Ooh, okay. Um, what did you, did anything happen to you while you were chilling in that jail cell? No, no. The dowsing rods didn't even move. Really. Okay. And what did you? And when we were in the home base house, the dowsing rods moved on you, though, right? Yeah. Because as I was going, as I was going like out the door, they started moving. Yeah. What does it feel like whenever they start moving in your hands? You can you can feel you can feel them like start spinning slightly. So how tight are you holding them? Are you have them pretty loose or you pop them up a little bit so they have enough room to so if they do start moving they don't catch on your hands. Okay. And then you just you hold them slightly tightly. Um they preferably like to have skin touch to the dowsing rods or they had these other pipes that are just like little irrigation pipes that you can put the dowsing rods in t- so they just have an They'll just float, whatever. Okay, so they just go wherever. They go towards the electromagnetic fields? Yeah. Yeah. They'll twist. They'll turn in if they find something. Or if you, once you find something, then you can start asking questions and say like, um, yes or no. Yes, if you move the left one. No, if you move the right one. And it's supposed to work that way as well. Mm. It's kind of like the how the REM pod was working at Otero Ranch with the lighted up. But more kind of, I don't know, rudimentary, I guess you would say, like a little bit less technical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of, a lot of times, a lot of people think bringing more and more electronics, it's causing more and more interference. Mm, I can this see This is you using your own personal, like... Electromagnetic, electromagnetic, electromagnetic field to help it. Science words. Yeah. Big syllables. So we left the jail and we went to the Catherine Lorig house. Oh, it's named. Yes, this is the Catherine Lorig house. And here's what's up with that place. All right, where'd you say we were going next? Oh, so next is the Lorig Right down the street here. Yes. I love this property. What's uh, what's the story behind this one? Do you want to know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Catherine Lorig, with a K, she was from Indianapolis, and she was interested in getting, uh, you know, buying into mines, and mining was booming still here. So, she moved out here, and she did indeed have many shares in several mines, and in 1920, they, uh, she had this house built, 
and it was a typical miner's cabin, you know, like just the whatever kind of wood that they used and the, the corrugated metal. And then when she was traveling, like decades later, vandals broke into her house and they stole everything. Well, she died around 1979. She's planted in Kingman and, oh, sorry, buried in Kingman. And, uh, and the historical society received a $500 grant to replace belongings in here and also held bake sales to raise more money. But uh, the historical society in recent years has used it as like letting members rent it out for stores. So it is it is vacant now. And uh, Catherine Lorig has been seen there many, many times. Okay. And so when we go in, I'll tell you where. All right. Yeah. So we cruise over to the Lorig house. Um, and it's again, it's like a really small house, two rooms. It's like there's the kitchen and the living room. And then they built on this like back room. room. That was the phone operators or whatever. Yeah. The phone. Yeah. For the town, the, the phone town. operator yeah. that yeah. would that take was, out of yes. <laughs> in their house. Yes. Yep. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay. Uh, so th- like everyone's very tight knit, simple living. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, apparently there was a guy who was staying there. Um, he was fixing up the place. So they let him just live there while he was doing it. And he, I guess like while he was asleep one night, the back door just fell off the hinges and onto the ground. He gets spooked and buys a dog. And while he's asleep one night, he feels like pressure on his back and he thinks the dog is just trying to get in bed with him. And he gets up, looks over. The dog is in the corner and he sees a lady standing in the doorway. Nope. 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 In like full old garb. Yeah. As well. Maybe she's trying to get it on. Maybe she's lonely. Maybe. She could have been lonely. Hey, go sex. Go yeah, sex. that's right. Go sex. Hashtag titty go ghost sex. Whatever. It would, go sex. <laughs> uh, and then something <laughs> happened to Brandon while we were in there. Oh, Brandon, did she also want you? So I'm she using wanted your the, belly button. Maybe. I'm using the dowsing rods, which are not really going very much. But I am, Tony is, it's warm. Um, everybody is warm. I was sweating my he's ass sweating off. His ball, he's sweating his ass off. You were hoping a ghost would come so you could get yes. cold. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'm cold. I am like freezing. freezing. Like I was cold. And out of Tony's words or mouth, what did it feel like when you covered your hand over my skin? I put my hand over his arm. Like over, you're not touching him? I'm not touching him. I just put it kind of over his arm. And you could feel like cold radiating off of him. Oh my gosh, that's creepy. And the way I described it was it felt like you took some ice cream out of the freezer and opened the lid and you just put your hand over top of the ice cream. What? Yeah. So what does that mean when it's like not an area is cold, but you are cold? Does that mean the ghost went inside of you? I have no idea what that was. I've never really felt that before. I I get cold on occasion like that, but that was just weird that that you could. I just felt cold. I felt I'm like. Did you feel like something was in you? Not really necessarily in me. You would think the dowsing rods would have flipping did something. Yeah, maybe. So the dowsing rods weren't doing anything, but you were just freezing cold. Yeah, I'm freezing cold. Unexplained. Did the people 
Did they have any explanation for it that were with you, the experts? No, they really, and I didn't, they didn't really have any explanation of. They were just, they were both just kind of like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Brandon's haunted. (laughs) You're stuck here forever now. Welcome to your Uh, life in Chloride, Arizona. But yeah, it was. I don't mind. If they would pay me, I'd live up there. No, you were going to be an attraction now because you were haunted. And so. Your body was haunted. My body was You're fucked. (laughs) Good old. Who is the the ghost lady supposed to be? I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Good old what? Uh, I don't know. It was yeah. Catherine Lorig, the lady who used to live at the house. Brandon, will you stop smacking the microphone? He's now? possessed. Give him a break. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Give him a- You're a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> zombie ghost. Zombie ghost. Hashtag Damn. zombie ghost sex. Uh, <laughs> and it was weird because like I was really hot. The other two, they were like, yeah, it's hot in here. And Brandon's cold. Like cold is radiating off of him. Jeez. After a few minutes, it like just went away, right? Mm-hmm. And everything was back to normal. So it was quick. It yeah. was yeah. cold, and then all of a sudden you're fine, and mm-hmm. you felt normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did so? Did anything change besides just your t- temperature? Did your feelings change? Did you have a weird? I, I didn't. Know, I know. I didn't feel any different. I was just cold. Are you in love with the owner of the house now? I don't know. She makes me. Are you cold. being drawn back to it? Like, do you want to go back mm-hmm. to that house? American Horror Story style. What? I would just. Which one is that? Coven or? Uh, the last one where the guy like. I haven't watched that one yet. Okay. It's on now. It's on Netflix. I was trying to get caught the up. The one before other day. that. The one before that. Hotel is creepier than shit. Oh, I love Lady Gaga. I do too, but. We love her. It's different. So you didn't feel weird. <laughs> I didn't feel weird. I just felt like myself, but I felt cold. I felt freezing. I'm usually the guy that is the. The sweater of the like group. the natural like body heat, natural like heater, and I was you could feel coldness coming off of my skin. Wow. So you know me, I'm gonna get freaked out and scared. <laughs> no, what? I didn't. Not you. No, you scenario. didn't. Was, oh, you didn't. That's fine. I was, I was like, fine. oh, that's weird. We walk out of the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was and this scared everybody. Dana, she freaks out. She's like, what is that? I'm like, what? What? Now, this town, there's one street light. We're nowhere near it. So we just have our little one flashlights. One street light. And I have like my phone flashlight going on. And we see like a dark hooded figure uh, under a house. There's like a house that's under kind of, a house. The house is kind of up on some blocks. So there's like a. How three, like how high? Like three feet up, like this, like a desk, like this. Yeah, like, like a the desk. height of the desk, and like it looks up. Wait, and so you it's laying down, see, or you, it's standing. What? You see just a white face, and it's just some fucking teenager. Oh, I would have whooped his fucking and ass so fast. It's not even funny. I would have thrown those rods at him, fucked him nine. Just like, oh, I would be so like teenager in all black wearing a hoodie who just like looked there. up and was like, mm-hmm. why was he under the house? Get your we don't fucking know. ass like, in the that's home. Weird. Like, what? He like, had a white mask or he was just really white? Just like, his face. Is this his face? He had a hoodie and you guys are sweating your balls off like just, it's 85 he, degrees outside. He waved and it was Brad. It was our friend Brad. <laughs> he wears hoodies all the time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my! I thought God. it was a trash bag or something. I thought it was a dog. <laughs> but yeah, I thought just, it was like, oh great, it's a wild chloride dog. We're gonna have to fight it. What did the lady say? Was she like, no, get out of she's here. like, oh, it's a, it's, it's fine. I'd be like, no, I'm almost at a heart but attack. But apparently, like this town also has like 
a gang of hoodlum, kids. Like a hoodlum <laughs> situation going on, apparently. So. Well, they do. They're rocks and uh, mess with signs. I don't know. Was there? Did, they uh, do. They actually, the the hoodlums destroyed a sign that was over this one area, I guess. Called it. I knew it. Little town hoodlums. So after that house, we walked over to the post office. Always haunted. The post office is where everything's happening that night because it's the only thing open. Oh, wait, it's still open? Yeah. like it's always access, open. You can access the P.O. boxes. Like oh, okay. The boxes that you can go into, but it's like the only building that has lights on. And since there's no service in that town, they still send letters by the Pony Express, and that's the only way they communicate with the real world. Or Telegraph. I mean, true, pretty much. <laughs> do, 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 but uh, next door was an antique shop. That the owner hasn't returned to in a long time. So it's closed. It's closed. I mean, it's open. I mean, it's you it's, guys a, it's an antique shop and everything's still in there, but it's locked and the owner has not been there in a long time. And we'll tell you why with this little short interview we did. So, so we're at a, it's called the it's a cactus, cowboy. cactus Cowboy Antique Collectibles. And you say that it has it like if everything's still inside, like it looks like if you open the doors right now, it'd be open. But you're saying nobody's, nobody's. it hasn't been open because in like months, right? A uh, couple of years. A couple of years. Because why now? Not, not sure, but we do know that the, from the townspeople, that the owner had an experience with an arm coming through the window at him. And we believe it's the artist, the deceased artist, Tony Mafia, who uh, actually grew up in Chicago. He was um, half Caucasian, half American Indian. He fell in love with chloride. He lived here for a while. And when he was married to his fourth wife, he died of a heart attack. And he had told his wife that when he dies, he was going to show up as what do you call those wind, uh, those little tornadoes? Like a dust devil. Uh, yeah, dust yeah. devil. And so at his own funeral, um, at, at the, the cemetery, they dug the hole, they put the coffin in, and sure enough, dust devil showed up right over his grave. Huh. So we're gonna go and-, and so I think it's Tony Mafia. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, guy owned an antique store, and a ghost arm came through the window, and he booked it, and that was it. Sounds something like I would do. Yeah. Logical. This also used to be the former Tennessee uh, uh, social club. So there was a lot of adult things that went on here. Uh, yes. So close to Nevada? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're back now. Uh, yeah. This place is close to Las Vegas. It's an How hour close? south of Las Vegas. Okay. So is it still so on the border of Arizona then? I would guess. Pretty damn it's close. It's maybe two hours south. It said it was an hour. Is it? Because Vegas is only like a three and a half. From hour all drive. their information, they say I don't like chloride, Arizona, <laughs> one hour south of Las Vegas. Oh, right. Go get your ghost experience on. Whoa! Ooh, like a ghost brothel. That's something Probably. that just leads right into what I was talking about. So I guess chloride, Arizona, had a couple brothels there. They brought that up a little bit but it because it's so close to las vegas but that's like the it's the world's world's oldest oldest i can't even talk right now what it's the world's oldest it's the world's Uh, oldest profession the brothel Uh, brothel i take i go to the brothel all the time where are the brothels now 
don't know. I don't know. I don't They're not standing anymore. I think the buildings are standing, but they don't go into them. They don't operate. It's not part of the tour. So also the post office in Chloride is the oldest running in the United States, I believe. Yeah, is that's that right. They- the post office there is like the oldest post office that's still running today. So they really might have had the Pony Express come through. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. I brought that up. They had no like really idea. Like there's been older post offices, but, but they're not. this is the one that's still going today all the way from when it first opened, like back in 1800. Did it look like a modern post office or no? It's been updated. Uh, yeah. I mean, like the inside has been updated, but you can tell like it's been around for a while. Well, okay. the post office, the building was in another air in another spot, and mm-hmm. then it moved to this location. This location at one time was the uh, billiards hall for Florida, oh, Arizona. That's cool. They don't they have billiards anymore. Mm-hmm. So, what happened when you walked over to the post office and the antique shop? Did anything happen to you guys over there? No, or we saw was- a very big spider. Ooh, a very gross. big spider. And it was very big and scary. <laughs> and I took a picture of it and left. <laughs> uh, and then we went across the street to the, what used to be a gas station. And that's where things got weird with dousing rods. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little interview thing. We'll play right here about a little boy. They say his name is Kevin. Or they say his name is Kevin. Yes. And he's a ghost boy. Ghost boy. And he sometimes follows them on these tours. Oh, he just wants to be friends. And he steps happens. So here is that. So exactly. what? Uh, no, we need to do it. In, so it used to be an old gas station. Yes. Yeah, 76 station. Yes. So it's not a residence. It's been shut down. These three buildings on the corner, which is downtown Chloride, actually, mm-hmm. have been closed for years and years. And nobody has bought them, and I don't know why. So, so there's one entity that meets us usually in this building, and he follows us into the next two buildings. Okay, good. And yeah, he's a, he's a little boy. It's a little boy. Oh, this is a little boy. It's a, yeah. you're talking about. Okay. It's a little boy, and he's hanging out in the third building because he's a little boy. We like to. So shit goes down. Um, Brandon has his dousing rods. Uh, Dana has dousing rods. And she kind of like nothing's really happening. And she gets down lower, like to a little boy's height. And her dousing rods start to like cross. And like, not like, you know, zip cross, but like slowly start to cross and come together. She starts talking to the little boy and you know, like I'm like, well, maybe there's water. What? Maybe there's mineral. Maybe there's whatever, whatever else. Yeah. I'm being a gas station. Right. And she says to the ghost and I have all this on the video. Like if, like I said, it's on uh, our, if you want our Instagram and you go to the IGTV button on there, you can watch all this stuff. Um, she says to the little boy, can you make these point at Larry? 
who is over to her right. She's like, point him at Larry. He's the guy in the red shirt and everything. And both of the rods slowly like start uncrossing. Oh no. First she asked to uncross them and they did that. And then he said, then she says, point them at Larry. And they both start like turning towards Larry at the same time. Like, and there's no way. So if you're holding these, I was watching her hands the whole, I wasn't, focusing on the rods i'm looking at her hands because i'm like the only way that you can make him like move is like to tilt yeah and and like her hands are rock like and every time every time she like shook it she's like oh sorry and yeah she'd go back to like in the video you can see her hands are like locked in solid and not moving and the two rods are just like slowly moving towards so did you get scared during that, or were you more interested? In- I was more interested. Okay. Cause it's a little boy and you're like, Oh yeah. It's just like a little thing that's happening. Yeah. And like, I guess it's like, cause I'm expecting this to happen. Mm-hmm. Like she said, do this. And then it's happening. I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Uh, so yeah. Do you, do they know who the little boy is? Are there any other than his name is Kevin? They didn't really, did they say anything? No. Yeah. yeah. So for one of these tours, or is there, did you guys kind of hit the tail end of the action? Like they usually get more action during these tours or is it kind of hit or miss or what? I mean, I guess, I mean, it all really depends on, you know, obviously it depends on you as a person. Like how open are you to things like this? Like if you're somebody who just like doesn't believe and think it's all bold and you're going to immediately just block it out mm-hmm. and, yeah, you know, call whatever. But if you're kind of open to it and interested, you never know. But, uh, I'm always a skeptic. Um, I mean, when I, when I saw the door open by itself, it scared the shit out of me. But at the same time, I'm like, there's gotta be a reason why that door opened. And we went back and figured it out. Which is what you have to do in order to be, have any kind of credibility with anyone who's not there or people who don't believe or even people that do believe you can't just sit there and say like, Oh, it's a ghost. Yeah. And then just write it off because then you look like a kook. Right. Um, the things were like whenever we saw like the infrared with the two figures standing next to Brandon, I don't have an explanation for. Uh, and this whole situation with her dousing rods, like we're like the thing is like if she had just sat there and they just crossed similar to how they crossed earlier that night with Brandon's when we were in that one house, like I would have been like, oh, it's water or mineral, whatever. But the fact that she was like point them at this guy and they like, it wasn't like, whoop, like they pointed, like it looked like something is there trying to use its energy to move these things. Ooh, that is so toward, creepy. Like the point at this guy and like, I don't know, magic or whatever, but like, <laughs> I don't think these guys are like, I don't think like these people are the type of like phony baloney or anything either. Like, yeah, what I was looking at was really happening. Um, we left that place after we left that place. That's when the town rolled up on us. <laughs> um, you know, like <laughs> they were about to like have a little jet style action. Yeah, right? Like, Hey, uh, like a couple of cars, like, like we said, this is a town of like 200 people. And like, we're wandering around this town of flashlights and these cars pull up and they're like, what are you doing? And they realize, Oh, it's the tour group. What else would they think that is? Right? Like, That's, come on. I don't know. <laughs> they had to have known it was them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if they host these tours every day, like, come on, get the hell out of here. They were just trying to be nosy. <laughs> More than likely. Maybe. Or maybe they're ghosts. Or maybe they were ghosts. Maybe it's a town dun, of ghosts. Dun, dun. Maybe they are ghosts. Uh, 
cracked it, cracked the case. We went into like an old auto body shop. Yeah. We were only in there for like a minute. So I, you're basically going around to each of yeah. the things that this town has. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I did not understand that when you first explained that. Um, and then we went to a house. There's more stuff around the town. We just didn't get around to it. Yeah. Like I think they do a cemetery tour ooh, as well. That'd be so creepy. Yeah. It's in one of their other. I mean, we're definitely going to go back and do the full on thing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, full Monty. The last thing <laughs> we did was a house. And they said like they get activity in this house. We walk inside. The house is huge compared to everything else we've been into. Was it like the mobster of the town and uh, brothel owner? Maybe. I don't know. Um, we went to like a bedroom that had like kids paintings on like a, it's like an old West painting. Like it looked like it would be a kid's room. And they said like, they get a lot of activity in this room and they're in there. They're trying to do stuff. Nothing's really happening. And I don't know if it was just cause I was hot <laughs> or I had been walking forever, but I started to feel super claustrophobic. Like, like my, get me out of this room right yes, now. Yes, like get me out of this house immediately. Oh. Like I want to get out of here. Sometimes they say that you have weird feelings like that when there's an entity or you start feeling really drained. Maybe. But yeah, like and I he's trying like, to pull pull your energy. Maybe. Because like it felt like I was having like I've never had a panic attack before. But it felt like if I did not leave that house. I was going to flip out. So like weird, I, but nothing was going on with the, nothing was going on. Like there wasn't any kind of like, that was no, she said something about or, the, the kid may have been like scared of my shirt. Your shirt. Yeah. yeah. I had a shirt with Freddie and Jason shirt. on it. <laughs> Why? Why are you trying to scare the kid? I wasn't trying to scare the kid. I brought a cool shirt with me. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, that was it. Then we went back to the one place and. Oh, the other thing was, uh, we walked brownies past, waiting for us. We walked through the park. Yes. There's like a small playground there. And they said that they've heard a train go through the park. And there isn't a train track there anymore. Yeah, no train tracks. They said anymore. Like, there used there to used be to a be? train from chloride to Kingman. For the stuff that they were mining? For the or? stuff that they were mining and also for people to go back and forth. Yeah. Whoa. So they've heard it like late at night or just Yeah, you can times? hear like a train and they said they've even felt like the ground moving as if there was a train going. That's through. crazy. Yeah. Who's felt that? Them on their tour or other yeah, people? them on their tour. They'd be like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Train can't come for us? Um, Do you not know <laughs> who is here? Uh, we're scaredy cats. <laughs> Can we get the train experience? Our scaredy cats want to feel the train tracks. Uh, and that was it, right? We had brownies afterwards. Uh, they also made us brownies. Okay. And um, so everyone was nice. If this was yeah. any other person just randomly meeting strangers. <laughs> <laughs> It would be like considered a weird situation, but we're just going up there meeting some complete strangers and ended up like having a cool time. Yeah. They're amazing people. They are. So if anyone has extra time while they're going up to Vegas before they live their life of sin. Just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> I love Vegas. Yeah, look right. Up, look up chloride. <laughs> look up chloride. Stop and by look there. Up the ghost expedition. Uh, yeah, you might get some creepy stuff with a free meal. I think the website is the chloride tour company.com. Chloride. 
chloridetourcompany.com. And you can go there and you can go into the You can tour. spend the night at Shep's Miner's Inn. Is that where you guys stayed? Or That's did where you guys- I stayed. Tony didn't stay the night? Well, Tony was at his mom's. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. He didn't invite you to his mom's house? Wow. What a good friend. <laughs> Like we're just podcasts. I went home. <laughs> he, went, he went home afterwards. Yeah, afterwards I had I, been up after right after the tour that I would. I had been up for like twenty seven hours. Oh yeah, because you're moving all that. Uh, they're well, also too, so they're also going to have a museum opening up soon. A Hollywood, said. yeah, museum of horror. Um. Yeah, because while they were, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, they lived in Hollywood. They worked with Full Moon, which distributed a ton of like direct-to-video horror movies back then, like Puppet Master and Dollhouse's Dollman, Demonic Toys, like all those quirky like direct-to-video movies you see in the horror section at video stores back in the 90s like they helped out with all those movies so they said they have a ton of memorabilia and they're going to open up like a museum where you can just come in and check out all their stuff in chloride yeah Mm -hmm. oh that'll be interesting so yeah when is that what's the timeline for that uh they said a couple weeks yeah oh yeah man we should wait they they got a big process that they're working through and they're like updating they're updating every building that they've been trying to go into a little bit of so it's it's nice for chloride to have a little bit of update yeah bring some traffic to the town have more people for everyone to stare at in the middle of the night yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) bring the maybe four car caravan Maybe it'll be an additional oh, yeah. or little hoodlums. <laughs> They're going to have a reason to come out. Um, Which who just sits under a house? Like I just, I still can't get over that. That's so that's like weirder than the little girl. There's nothing to do in chloride thing. though. I mean, like that's maybe that's just what to do. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to sit on my roof all the time. That's so much better than being like under well, a maybe house. Maybe this kid doesn't have a house to sit a roof. Like maybe he doesn't. Have Every house has a roof. Don't even. Maybe try he that. doesn't have his own roof. Maybe you know this is a poor, homeless little lad. He's a scamp. <laughs> you want to make me feel bad? And he or just he Oliver was, Twist of or chloride. He was, the Oliver Twist of chloride. He just ran from the house because he was getting yelled at and just yeah, was maybe. chilling. Yeah, maybe he wanted you guys to invite him and you yeah, didn't. Maybe. And now he's sad. No, he was really scary. He scared me. <laughs> yeah, he the rest, the rest of the tour, I kept looking over my like behind us. I'm like, he's just going to be standing under the streetlight, like staring at us or something. Yeah, what some if he's like floating or what if he actually was on a roof? The oh, next my God. You saw him, then when, you're like, when, ah. when I was leaving Chloride, I would look at my rearview mirror. Oh, my God. And I would see like my red taillights like uh-huh. lighting up the trees and stuff behind me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, if I see somebody just standing in the road behind me. Or a cow. Yeah, there was cows. Ooh. Like cattle. Because they have free range out there. Okay. Yeah, I almost hit one. Yes. Did you almost there. hit one? Yeah, it was just there on the road when I was coming through. And you're like, move it or lose it, sister. Like, move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ending the podcast right there because I can't get any better than that. Well, the last house that we we didn't go into, but they have one of the remaining Sears houses that are still standing. Oh yeah. From the old Sears catalog where you could purchase your house from yeah. Sears. And an old like back then in the Sears catalog you could buy a house 
they would just ship you all the materials and you would just like construct your house. Oh, oh, okay. So it wasn't like a, what would you call it? Like a real estate magazine where they had a house for sale in chloride. You physically bought. So it was like an Ikea for houses. Yes, Yes. exactly. From Sears. But it was like a, a magazine. Man, Sears has fallen off. They were selling houses. And also <laughs> Montgomery Ward mm-hmm. used to sell houses as what? well. Imagine. And it's still there standing. I imagine mean, if Amazon, that we brought that up. Imagine if Amazon sold a house. Yeah, especially now with everyone, they have so much debt. Yeah. They could just sell, to, instead of having to buy a tiny house Are you for sure $100, Amazon $1, doesn't sell houses? Maybe they might. Maybe we just don't know about this and we need to start. They yeah, sell a bunch of stuff. I'm an Amazon house. I'm searching a house on Amazon. Ooh, lots of Legos. <laughs> but no actual house, just Legos. Or the show house. Or the horror movie House and House 2, which is amazing. Oh, Full House. Uh, so, yeah. Also, again, this episode is out on October 1st. First day of October. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's October, not November. <laughs> Turkey noises. I <laughs> didn't even mean for that. I don't know. <laughs> it just came out. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so you that was what? the uh, what? It just came out. Um, so that's chloride. That was our first experience. We're hundred percent going to be going back. Yeah, make it so when I can go with you. Absolutely. Uh, we want to do like the full on investigation, and we want to talk to Larry and talk to him about. We should try to get together Hollywood and ghosts a, and stuff. A group to go. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. A little security Any tour. Any local. Security tour. A security quest. Anyone who subscribes and pays $2 can go. <laughs> All right. Or pays on Patreon. <laughs> Just kidding. No more. You need to pay $50. $50. And that gas money. does cost money to go on these tours. It does cost money. It costs. All like, the info's on their website. Yeah. Yeah. You get Chloride Tour Company dot com. Um, that's all I got. No juicer story real quick. Uh, juicer story. The fans are demanding it on the Twitch <laughs> chat. Uh, Twitch chat wants a juicer story. The juice. Uh, let's see. Let me, um, Brandon's just kicking his microphone <laughs> around over there. Though. It's showing it who's boss. I was stretching. Um, yeah, the stretchy part. I don't got a juicer story this week. I got one. I'll prepare one for next week. I'll get. You're the, gonna prepare one. I'll get a good one next week. Um, we'll talk about the California girl next week. The I mean, I guess California we can now. Girl. So, all right, fuck it. We'll do it now. Um, <laughs> so the juicer is my friend who is always in weird situations because he's just a crazy person. And as we have talked about before in previous episodes, he's had strange things with women. He goes on whatever weird dating apps there are, uh, Bumble, and finds girls on there and just starts talking to them. And he was talking to this one girl that lives in California for like, I want to say two months at least. They were talking back and forth. And he, uh, 
How does that even, first of all, how does that even happen on Bumble? Don't you, is, I don't know. Don't you set like miles? So it's like, he set like 600 maybe, mile radius. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was a Bumble. Maybe it was <laughs> Facebook Facebook or Snapchat. Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, oh, but Jesus. he found this girl, started talking to her and he was like in love with this girl. Like he's like, this is the one. And we're like, oh, okay. This is what you said about like the previous five that you sent your wiener to. Um <laughs> Not an actual wiener. So. <laughs> For him, it's yeah, probably an actual wiener. His wiener, like he took a photo. But he says uh, he's going to go meet her. And this is the situation that was going to happen was, um, well, it was leading up to he was going to live with her. And this this person also has children. And we were like, no, you should not be He's gonna getting move involved. to California. Yes. And live with someone that he was just talking to over some. App. Yes. And we were like, dude, don't like you of all people who should be around children. You are not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you do not need to be an influential adult around children. Uh, just you. And plus, just don't get in that situation. OK. Yeah. It's that's... not a good situation. Um. So he says they're going to meet in Blythe, which is two hours away from where she lived and which is like five, four hours from here. Uh, and his mom's going to drive him. His mom. His mom. Yes. He's not driving himself because his car wouldn't make the trip. Shut your mouth. So, yeah, it's going to happen. God. He's gonna have his mom <laughs> drive him to blood. She's down for this. Yes. Well, to pay for She's the like, gas, get the he'd fuck have to get, out of here. He'd have to give plasma for like two months. Uh, <laughs> Longer than yeah. that, I don't know. Uh, well, this is—he had a job at this time. Oh, he had a job. He had a job at this time. Um, now, where she lived, I don't remember the town where she lived, but it was basically like <laughs> five minutes outside of Palm Springs. Okay. And so he goes to Blythe. And he's texting. I'm texting him back and forth this whole okay, time. Okay, so you're live want, texting. You're like, hey. I want constant play play. updates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, like, I, I'm even like, I'm like, take a picture and send it to me right now where you're at. And he took a picture. He's in the car, like on the way. Did I'm he like, show his mom too? Was she like, hey. No. <laughs> that would have been amazing. No. Was he riding in the back seat? No, no, no. That would have been funny too. Um, he's actually. So apparently over. he gets the Blythe and. Now I told like I like we're teasing him for weeks leading up to this. We're teasing him, saying like all kinds of scenarios. And I'm like, look, honestly, there's two scenarios that are gonna happen. Number one, and the most likely one is you're gonna drive all the way out there, nobody's gonna show up. Or number two, which is what we all said, is you're gonna get robbed. <laughs> like, yeah, what time of day is this? Like just they're supposed to meet in the afternoon. Yeah, but you can get, so, yeah, I guess Blythe is not. He uh, he gets to Blythe and waits and hours go by. Hours. Where are they waiting hours at? Hours go by. They're waiting Wendy's? at like some restaurant in Blythe. Shut up. Oh my God. Uh, hours go by uh, and this person doesn't show up. And his Was he like texting them like? Yes. Oh. Uh, and his mom finally gets very just fed up and is like, we're leaving. And he's protesting, not wanting to go. And it was turning into different situations where he was just going to take a bus home. He was originally just going to take a bus there. <laughs> 
I'm like, this is an awful idea. This is all just so they can like uh, meet. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, they were going to go to Blythe. She was going to meet him in Blythe and then he was going to ride home with her and spend the weekend at her house. It's like test it out. I guess so. Uh, she doesn't show up. Jesus. And, uh, you know, they go back home and we're like, so what happened? And he's like, he doesn't hear from her until like the next day. Oh, so he's like texting her. He's She's texting not her, responding. No response. He uh, finally I'm sorry. Back. I'm not leaving Arizona until you better and fucking respond. She <laughs> says that number one, her phone died. And number two, this is the the biggest like bullshit ever. She says she got lost. Oh my god! And okay, we're, we're like we're like what? And he says, yeah. She says that she pulled off in Palm Springs to get gas, and then she got lost. And we're like, no, she fucking did it. Because if anybody who has driven that freeway or highway before. Mm-hmm. There's only there's one. no way to get lost. You just you go on to I-10 and, and you either drive. head east or <laughs> west. Yes, that's, there's the, that's it. That's all you can do. You can pull off to a gas station, but you're not going to venture anywhere else. No. Like, it's, and plus she lives in the area. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't you say she was from around Palm Springs? Yeah. Oh my God. So he did he, be, so he believed all oh, that. Oh, he believes her. And 100%. he's like, he's like, oh my God, baby, it's fine. I love you so much. <laughs> Yes. I'll see you again can we, soon. Can we try it again? Try this again next yeah. week? Uh, I want to donate my plasma. <laughs> I got you, girl. I don't know how he talks. That's going to be my, not, that's gonna be my juicer. Definitely not talk like that. <laughs> try pinching your nose. Okay. Uh, uh, hi, like, ah. Ah. Okay, ah, yeah, go. baby. Ah, sell my plasma. <laughs> <laughs> He's not from the 1920s. <laughs> Stick him up. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's funny is that yeah, I want to hear more of that. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. I'm here yeah. in Blythe, all right? <laughs> I'm with my mouse. And if you don't show up I'll soon, I lost her, Flyra. Just don't try any funny business or I'm going to call the covers. <laughs> yeah, don't want you ever pull off in Palm Springs again or it's going to be big trouble. <laughs> I don't know what that evolved into. Wow. I don't know. Who. We turned into like an old time radio show for a little bit. Show We've been trying your, to do that. Though. <laughs> show me your bops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to sink that into every show. Uh, now. Show me your bobs. <laughs> can, I see your, can I see your hashtag ghost bobs? <laughs> oh my God. Stick them up. What the fuck? Like Perky. what I, I just wonder what the lengths, like what his limit is on where he, I feel like a man could have shown up. It's like, hey, it's been me texting you this whole time. You fell in love with me. I'm the person. And he still would be like, no, this isn't you. And they could be like, yeah, like, look, I have your yeah. dick pics and I have our text messages. And he's like, no, Tony, you, you lived hard. Put me up to this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even mentioned about that kind of thing. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Anytime I start like text, like <laughs> the conversation I had with him the other day, like every time me and him, we don't even get into an argument. Like I just kind of like make a joke about like a harmless joke. And he immediately just goes off the rails going and he gets all political on me. And I'm like, nothing like, what are you talking about? Like I'm talking about a movie poster, man. Like what are you anyway? Oh, juice. But yeah, like I've, like I've mentioned before with some of these girls on the internet that like 
I have shown him, like I've sent him links, like, look, this isn't her real picture. Here's a link to a message board where this picture has been posted back in 2007. <laughs> Go look for yourself. And he is still like, no, it's not real. I'm like, well, all right. You're like, I'm, yeah, I've it's, done it's all not I could at this real. Point. So I'm trying to tell you it's not real. Yeah. He's taking it the wrong way. Well, that's why so Nigerian juicer. princes get all those money. All those money. They all got Dorland's 20 bucks. So there's your juicer story for this week. Best episode ever. I'll have to think of one for next week. They, uh, everyone's calling for a juicer episode. Which maybe With him on here? Uh, no, I think just like all about that the juicer. That could go real bad. Yeah. Maybe it could just be like, uh, compilation of all the juicer stories maybe once we like reach a goal maybe hey that could be uh we'll just have him on maybe we'll have him call in <laughs> they want kelsey to call him as a prank chick oh my she God. met online no i was like hey see you don't want to go down that road i don't i think i would get real that's mad like, like i said like even if it's a prank for us he's gonna think it's real I and know, even if we were like up. and even if we were like norlin it's us we're fucking with you he's gonna be like nah <laughs> she loves me and we'll be like no see listen here she is and we'll put kelsey on the phone and you'll be like hey it is me it was all a joke and he'd be like bullshit nah it's somebody else and she's real and like <laughs> It was all a dream. There was, <laughs> there was his, his name is do. his name is Juicer, right? Juicer. We keep calling him Norlin. You just call yeah. Yeah. He's did Norlin. I, oh no, I didn't, did I? I think you did too. I don't know. It no. Slips. Oh well. He's Norlin. <laughs> he's our little guy. <laughs> oh no. Ghostfish. What? Oh my god. <laughs> Instead of catfish, it'd be ghostfish. Um, <laughs> that's it. This is like our longest episode ever. We still got Dan from Down Under coming up. So that's it for Scary Cast this week. That's all for the uh, for now of Chloride, Arizona. Uh, here's Dan from Down Under. Be sure to subscribe to us. Please leave reviews. Support us on patreon.com scaredycast. Follow us on social media. Do it. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be knee deep in Halloween season. Knee deep. Knee deep. Knee deep. Halfway through October, we'll be waist deep. By the end of October, we'll be up to our ears. The way Tony doesn't gonna, like it. We're going to wade into Halloween. And uh, that's it. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. And here's Dan from Down Under. G'day, Scary Cast. Dan from Down Under. Um, now, during my lunchtime scrolling through the internet the other day, I came across this intriguing article about a neighbourhood that was being terrorised by the sound of children singing nursery rhymes in the middle of the night. Now, this is a bit of a cheat article for me to be com commenting on as it didn't actually happen in Australia, but it did catch my attention and I couldn't help but share it with you guys and I hope too that Brandon and Tony haven't already covered this story. Um, but anyway, here we go. So the story comes from the UK, the United Kingdom, and um, it involves neighbours in an estate, estate neighbourhood. Now, I'm not sure what an estate neighbourhood is, possibly a swanky gator-type neighbourhood, something like that. I'm not sure. doesn't matter. And a mother of two was woken in the night, and she could distinctly hear the sound of, child, of a child or children singing the nursery rhyme. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. You know how it goes. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. 
bumped his head when he went to bed and couldn't get up in the morning. Now, you put that in a girl's um, voice, and a child's voice. That's fucking scary stuff. So I'm guessing she would have thought it was maybe one of her kids, I don't know, sleep singing in their sleep or something, or perhaps they had left a CD player on, or perhaps the TV had been left on. Um, but upon investigating, the kids were asleep, the TV was off, and let's face it, they probably haven't had a CD player for at least five years. And now, on a side note, too, I have a story about the time the TV scared the living shits out of me. Um, late one night, so hopefully we get time, we can come back to that. I'll, um, I'll fill you in on that one. But anyway, moving on. So the mum tells the story to her local friend, the next-door neighbour, uh, the next day, and finds out that the neighbour heard exactly the same thing, exactly the same song um, at exactly the same time. And now they both decide together that really they should uh, they should call their local council and report it, try and find out um, if anyone else had heard the same song, if anyone else is being terrorised. Um, so being the new age council that it must be, it takes the issue seriously and says it will send someone around to investigate should it happen again. So another night, the mum is up late at night and can distinctively hear the sound of a child singing again the same song. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. So she calls the council who sends someone out to investigate right away in the middle of the night, only for the singing to stop as soon as the council person arrives. And this happened again on several other occasions. Now, by this stage, the residents are getting a little bit antsy as to what's going on. So obviously, the answer is the neighbourhood is being inhabited by a ghost of a child, possibly singing to itself to keep calm while it's trying to find its way through the afterlife. But why this neighbourhood and why now? Was this an old spirit that had managed to find a voice? Or perhaps it was a more recent departure, possibly a somewhat local child that had recently met with foul play. And its singing is to gain attention, requiring help to pass on to the other side. But why was it stopping singing just as someone was on hand to investigate? Then one night, having heard the child singing yet again, or the children singing again, they called the council, who again sent someone over to the neighbourhood to investigate. This time, the singing continued, and the council rep was able to hear it. Somehow or another, they managed to track the singing down to outside the, the local neighbourhood, through to an, a nearby industrial estate, not too far from the neighbourhood. As they investigated further, bizarrely, the singing became louder than ever, almost impossible to bear. And it turns out the singing was actually coming from a set of loudspeakers that were set up on a security sensor inside the industrial estate so that anyone looking to break in, or I guess even homeless people looking for shelter, would either be spooked or annoyed so much they wouldn't want to hang around. And also the spiders, some spiders had built a web over the sensors. So as they blew in the wind, that was setting off the alarm. And instead of it being a loud siren, it was a freaking spooky recording of children singing a nursery rhyme. Now, I can tell you it would be a very effective way of persuading me not to be hanging around there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, back to my story about the TV. Now, a few years ago, Mrs. Down Under went away for the weekend, leaving me and the junior Down Under's home alone. Uh, now, the kids were definitely sound asleep in bed 
and I had turned in myself when all of a sudden I heard what I swear was people talking in my lounge room. In my semi, I was half asleep, half awake sort of, st- sort of state. Um, I could definitely hear people talking in my lounge room and I thought, fucking hell, some bastards have broken into my house and aren't being very discreet about it. And as I lay there quietly contemplating my options, not at all shitting my pants, <clears throat> so I decided I had to go and see what the bloody hell was going on. Now, I bravely grabbed the nearest lamp to use as a weapon and storm, oh, creep, into the lounge room, only to find, as I'm sure you have already guessed, that the TV had turned itself on. Now, while I was over the moon that I wasn't under attack from murderous thugs who were there after me lucky charms, a new fear entered my brain. Who the fuck turned the TV on? I was certain that neither of the kids could have done it as they were both still sleeping soundly in their beds and to be honest, both were too small to think of such an evil prank anyway. Now, I can tell you that the age they are now, the little bastards definitely would do something like this. Um, now, I as I, so I went back and investigated. The TV, which was only a week or so old, it turns out that unbeknownst to me, but most likely common knowledge to everyone else in the whole world, that if you set a reminder to watch a TV show, or in this case a movie, the TV will turn itself on when that show starts, which is exactly what happened here. Just goes to show that even when your imagination runs away with you, there's always a simple, if not embarrassing, explanation. All right, guys. Now, one more thing I want to want to add is, um, and I think you guys will get a kick out of this, is uh, it's coming up to Halloween. And while we don't, we're not big celebrators of Halloween in Australia, there is a few um, costumes and Halloween stuff in the shops. And um, this week, my little fella, uh, Junior Harvey down from Down Under, had decided, he's decided to buy himself a, um, and he's eight years old, by the way, decided to buy himself a um, Jason Voorhees mask from the local um, craft shop. Um, so he's been going around scaring the crap. He got me a good one actually in the morning, the morning after I was away when he got the mask. The morning after he bought this mask, he comes into bed, it's about six o'clock in the morning and he goes, uh, Dad, I need to show you something that I got last night. And I said, oh, yeah, all right, mate, whatever. And he went and got this thing and he came back wearing this fucking Jason Voorhees mask, came right up close to my face. Dad, Dad, wake up. And I wake up and there's like half light coming in through the lounge room, uh, through the bedroom window. The curtains were still closed. Half light shining up half his face. Fucking Jason Voorhees mask right in my fucking face. I literally scared the shit out of me. And I may have not been very choice in my words that I said. Um, but he's actually done it to a couple other people after that. And that's been funny. It's just not funny what happens to me. So I'm sure you guys are all experiencing the same sort of things in the lead up to um, Halloween. Not sure if I've mentioned it before, but Halloween is my birthday. So doubly looking out for that. All right, guys. Hope everything's cool over your side of the world. Until next time, cheers.